Hey, Baby J here with the Stay Fly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and like this episode. Share with any other cannabis enthusiast that would like to dial in on the session as we're going to be breaking it down on many different topics around the cannabis industry. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Fly Podcast brought to you by Southern Crop. Today, we're going to be having the wholesale team, myself included, and basically we're going to talk about some of the stuff we're seeing in the industry, talk about different things that are popular within the industry, some strains that have been popular within the industry. Um, My background is I was in sales before this, been a cannabis user for a long time, recently got into the cannabis industry, been part of wholesale as well as some operational experiences here at Southern Crop, been very blessed to be a part of this team. Um, but I'll kick it over to Chris and he can run into his intro. That's sweet though. I have. I mean, I, I, it's a brand new team. It's a brand new team. It's new industry, new company. Blessed to know you too. Hi, Christopher Ramage. Um, I am new to the industry too. Uh, my experience is two sides of the coin. I've got a good amount of business development and sales experience and also have a good amount of occupational large facility and large event experience too so what i love most about this team and what we built is that we're heavily involved for our dispensary partners in a way that is very solution driven Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that because i've been in that seat where my vendors and those are brought in to take care of the issues or me on that side of the coin i really enjoyed and appreciated the people that took the time to have the right conversations and helped me out yeah. to get to where i need to get and we do i feel like we've built a nice little foundation for our dispensary partners to get there yeah so, yeah. yeah ashlyn i'm ashlyn jones i'm very new to the industry as well when it comes to wholesale i'm very cannabis obviously and I got into the industry originally through a CBD and vape shop and just helping customers get different alternatives to things like opioids, cigarettes, healthier alternatives. Um, I'm very very passionate about that. You can when you talk to customers and patients and they are having their lives change with the things that we're putting out there, you really have a new sense of appreciation for the product that you're selling. And it's really amazing and helping these dispensaries on a bigger scale. I come from a retail background, so it was a much smaller scale where I was just helping individual customers and patients, but being on the back end and seeing them in production and everything they have to do to get the product out there. It's really amazing to see what everybody does, dispensary owners, wholesale reps, cultivators. Um, there's a lot that goes into it on every aspect of the job. Well said. Yeah. Well said. I think one of the things that, you know, let's first kick into is some of the things that we've seen like popularity from, I guess, from a wholesale perspective, you know, we all have a little bit of insight into mm-hmm. the consumer or customer perspective, but really when you're identifying different sales trends, different fads and stuff, a lot of that's driven by the dispensaries on what they're promoting. So obviously flower has been king. Yeah. Flower and vapes, I guess, would be second. Is that what y'all have seen? I mean, that's yeah. what I think. And it's it's weird because when I started 
in February. And the best way I could describe it can describe this is those that are from the south understand this. Um, when you boil crawfish or you cook gumbo, mm. there are so many different recipes, right? There's mm. no wrong way to do it. The industry was like that. So every region, every city was it's it was different. Some were selling more vapes, some were selling more edibles. Um, there was a 50-50 split, 60-40 split, but now the trends from what I've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, gang, that there's been a lot of flour being sold. Yeah. I would say 60% um, flour, then 20% vapes, maybe 25% vapes, and the rest edibles, somewhere along the lines of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the trends have definitely shifted towards flour for sure. Yeah. Side note, we just hit 420. Happy 420. We just missed it. Oh, well. Um, um, now I think flour definitely has definitely been the trend. Um, I am yet to put my finger on whether the customers are demanding more sativa based blend or more sativa based hybrids or indica based hybrids. And the reason I say indica based or sativa based is I do not believe that there's any really true pure sativas out there right now. Um, I mean, there's been some great strains, like some great strains in the market that are really old school strains. I mean, I've seen some great growers with Pineapple Express, Durban Poison, White Widow. Um, Sour Diesel has been out there and been very popular. Um, There's one grower in particular that has a a really, really good Oreo strain. Um, So we've seen a lot of success in there. And the reason why we feel like you know, some of these older strains have been popular. Is just the names that they carry with them. Um, right now in Mississippi, what we're only barely a year into it. Yeah. or not even a year into it. Just under. Yeah, just under a year into it is the people who are now new to the program or new to cannabis because this whole thing is new are relying on strains that have historical significance. Yeah. Like the Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. the White Widow, the Durban Poison. The sour diesels, because you know, I mean, I heard about sour diesel five, six years ago. Yeah. So the media did a good job. Media did a good job of highlighting those strains, but also those that went to right markets. Yep, 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 yep. They they found their favorite strains from there too, and they're now asking for it. Yep, that's right, that's right. So I mean, that's actually something that we've been discussing internally because at the end of the day, everything in this company is driven by sales. You know, the feedback we get from mm-hmm. consumers, feedback we get from dispensaries. And obviously, you know, with everything that goes on in this building, all the automation, all the cutting edge technology that we do have, and we're very happy to have, why would we continue down the same road that everyone else is on Yeah, when we've paved our own? I mean, let's really sit back and think about it. Like, why would we continue to grow the same things that everybody else is growing? Why not introduce new strains to the market? So that's something that we're kind of we're trying to kind of debating internally, um, and what that'll look like. But right now, really, those old school strains have been what's been pushing the market. And then some of these some of these Mississippi growers. I mean, there's a lot of growers out there that have impressed me. Um, I would name names, but I don't want to name names without you know without getting permission first beforehand. Absolutely. But like, just if I was to name names, only positive things to say about some of these guys. A thousand percent. I mean, some of these smaller grows and even the mid-sized grows have just been absolutely crushing it. And from a consumer, do you have my patient card? Um, that for me, I've been I've been shocked 
Um, I didn't think that a state that just opened this up immediately, especially in the Southeast, where cannabis has always been kind of looked down upon, would be able to move this quickly and make this much progress from a cultivation standpoint. So, Absolutely. And it's fun to watch, too. I mean, as we're out and having conversations and building relationships with dispensaries, for me, that also helps me be introduced to cultivators and whether I support them in person or support them by buying their, their product, I've got to know these individuals and it's, it's really cool to see the growth that this industry has. Oh yeah. It's great. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, the community is awesome. Shoot. I've got a dispensary down um, on the South side and they reached out to me and they asked me what other growers to carry. And I was honest with them about people who I consume. And I called the dude, (laughs) I called their sales rep and he was like, Hey man, I appreciate you know, this act of kindness. And I was like, this is not an act of kindness. This is just blatant facts. Y'all grow great cannabis. doesn't matter who you are, what yeah. name you have. You grow great cannabis, period. I have introduced some of my dispensary partners to some cultivators too. And I tell those individuals same way as I tell the cultivators, hey, look, if you're worth me referring, I'm going to do it. If I can make you succeed and drive revenue towards what you've built, that's a win. And for yeah, me, I'm for sure. my power to make sure that this industry, those that are worth it, are going to thrive. And yeah. Then, and it's all about being honest. Yeah, I mean, man. that's the that's the coolest part about it is, is like, yeah, as much as we want to promote our own products, we also understand that there's going to be certain people that need other products or Absolutely. like look for other types of avenues that we may not be able to carry. Um, everything in this building is done based on a certain number of parameters. And if certain strains don't meet that parameters, unfortunately, we can't grow them. So when we have an opportunity to refer one of our clients to someone that can solve that, recreate that solution for them, more than happy to do so. And I've had the last two weeks, my theme has been focusing on intent. I'm getting kind of philosophical here. Mm. But the way I see it, if... My intent is thrown out there in a positive manner, and I've got good intentions towards the people around me. I know that's going to come back and then some. So the way I see it, if I could do anything I can to make sure that the individuals within this industry do not close their doors, because let's be honest, if that happens, the perception is going to be so negative for the industry itself. Yeah, I mean, and cannabis has been under fire for exactly. 100 years now. And we've been only open for less than a year. If dispensaries, cultivators, transports, they, if they start closing their doors and that perception is so negative, that's only going to either plateau our growth or replenish it. Yeah. And if I can help it, I'm going to do my best to take care of the people around me. Yeah. And that's including the other dispensaries, the other cultivators and other parts of this industry. Yeah. That's why I see it. Ashlyn, what about you? I mean, you used to work in retail. Like, what's your kind of opinion on what customers are looking for, consumers? I think just having variety. I do think, I know that it's not dominating the market, but edibles and like capsules, having that so people can get that true medicinal Mm -hmm. benefit from it is really helpful. Um, Having people, wholesale reps like our team specifically, Mississippi is backed by a lot of heart. All these cultivators that are putting yeah. some of their life savings, dispensary owners that are putting the change into their pocket into these stores is, I think it's just different than a lot of other states too. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's um, obviously when you think about cannabis, the first state you think of is California. Right. And I mean, this is, we're very far from California, to say the least. So, like I said earlier, I've just been happy with the progress the cultivators have made. I think that every day we're getting a little bit further past the stigma, the marijuana stigma that we have in the Southeast. Man, you know, it's weird. I've never experienced firsthand any pushback from this industry. From like the general, from the general public. Oh, I have. But I know I people have that have. Yeah, I have. So uh, that's awesome because I want to ask you if one, if you have, and two, what do you think the percentage would be of those that are strictly pushing back against the devil's lettuce? I mean, I can't give a percentage. I could maybe say roughly like twenty percent of the state, and that would be like the high end of my guess. But like, this is the way I look at, it. <clears throat> and this is the way my buddy. This so one of my buddies is. We were sitting talking about this because we had we were catching up, and he is someone. There's very few of my friends that I would ever ask to come work with me, just because I know my friends too well. <laughs> um, but there was one guy in particular, and he's about to get married, and he told me point blank, and I didn't ever ask him, but I just made a comment like, you know, I would never recommend a lot of our friends, but you have a long history with, with cannabis, a passion for it. But if that were to ever open up, would you ever be interested? And he was like, it would be, but now that I'm getting married, I can't. Because my my in laws would not approve of it, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy to think about." That you like even now with how far this country has come, what about cannabis? That you still have to sit in that position. And he said, "Yeah," and I know that you sit in that position now too, because I do have people that ask me, you know, "Why are you doing this?" Like, is it even legal? Like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? And I'm like, "Yes, it is legal." <laughs> um, but he also pointed out to me, he goes, "The same people that are asking that question, Joe." are probably going to call you in 10 years and ask ask how to get into it. Yeah, it's weird because like, when I first was going through the interview process for this position, I had to sit down with my family and tell them, like, this is what, what the potential is going to be for my career. Um, I'm looking at this position with this company. I'm letting you know right now because I need feedback from you because now I'm have you been extremely conservative my entire life and against this this um, this industry? But most importantly, we have kids in this family that are impressionable. So the one thing I want to do is make sure that it's okay with you guys before I move to the next step. And it was across the board. Surprised the crap out of me. Everyone in my family was like, absolutely do. We don't care. Like, Really? Yeah. When I was 15 and you ca caught me with my stash, you cared then? Yeah. <laughs> it's fear-based, too. Yeah. People are educated on it, how it can help. There's a lot of education coming out mm -hmm. and materials to really teach people about cannabis. Everyone I've talked to that had a problem with it just didn't know enough about it. Yeah. And once they know about it, know how it truly helps people, knowing how it's getting people off certain medicines that had such negative negative effects and now they have an outlet to something that can truly benefit their life in a healthier way which you people bring up a, much more receptive to that you bring up a good point because one thing i have seen is in regards to that demographic that was born in the uh the 40s those individuals there was a split between the flower child that went to woodstock and those that didn't touch it, that what I'm seeing now, especially with this industry being in Mississippi, I've been seeing a, a bridge that's gapping those two. And those individuals that are my parents' age are surprisingly open to getting their guard. 
Oh yeah, that I never yeah. thought would want to try this medicinally. Those that have been against it for so many years, they are now leaning on me for direction on not just where to get the card, but what to take too. Oh shoot, yeah. It's I mean, wild. my own mother. I mean, I got I got kicked out of the house when I was 15, 16 years old, and now she calls me asking how to get her card and all this <laughs> shit. Well, also it was illegal. So we're in a very conservative state, and so for the longest it was illegal. Yeah. So. I think some people were just like, you shouldn't do that because it's not right. Mm-hmm. But now that they have an outlet, they have a way to do it legally. They're like, okay, they're probably like, thank goodness we can do this. Absolutely. They probably wanted to, and it had nothing to do with it being cannabis, just it being illegal. Uh, yeah. I also think that the states that have start that have now established themselves, people have been watching them for the last decade. And they've seen the benefits on an economic basis and as they're getting as they're seeing this news and seeing it happen in mississippi that i think that last decade they can have of california oregon colorado what they've done really has helped bridge the gap too i think it's also and i talked about this and the pre and the other podcast is um we now live in an environment where people understand that you don't have to, it, it, just because it le- it's legal doesn't mean you have to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Right. You can be, you can coexist. I mean, there's probably plenty of people that live in California that never touch this stuff, but they, yet yeah, they coexist with other yeah. people. I mean, for example, my own father is really big into wineries and he goes out to California and visits a lot of wineries. And he's told me that every single winery owner, every vineyard owner smokes weed. He has never touched the stuff a single day in his life and never will. But he sits there and they pass around a doobie. He doesn't have it. He doesn't care. I mean, he just sits there and is like, whatever. No big deal. But he will not partake. So it's kind of like that weird coexist type of thing, I guess. Look, your wee one. Sip on this 2008. <laughs> yeah. They pair nicely together. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of, I think one of the, uh, when I interviewed, one of the things I was kind of, open my eyes to is like well there's sommeliers out in california and there's a new thing going around it's called gangiers yeah have y'all looked into that or thought about getting your gangier license i don't want to get i don't want to go through more school man <laughs> i mean you think it's you learn about weed all day or cannabis yeah, i mean it's like still, it still took me almost seven years to get out of college man i can't add more yeah that's right that's right that's that. right and you got filed to california and exactly. do it in person and all that exactly. so it's definitely something i'm interested in it's they got a waiting list for it you so. would be perfect for it yeah i just don't know if i want to be one of those guys that you know it's a ganjian like i'm like oh, i'm a ganjian well, aren't you already? I mean, kind of. Yes. I told my brother when we, when we moved here, I was like, dude, I was like, we cannot be those guys that go back to our friends in other states. And we're like, yeah, this weed's trash. And they're like, and they're like, oh, y'all are just saying that because you live in a legal market or whatever. We can't be those snooty guys that turn. Well, sure enough, that did happen. Oh, well, sure enough, that did happen. <laughs> I called my buddy in Canada. I was like, this, has this happened to you yet? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen immediately. <laughs> so I mean, but that's also the cool part about it is like now we're in a legal market. We can go and learn about these strains, yeah. learn about these growers. Like, like I like tell me a year or two ago, you're like, go oh, okay, what's the taste difference between a soil based plant versus a water based plant? 
I had no clue that you could taste the difference in a joint. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, people say you can taste the water and it's, it's wild. I mean, you learn so much about the industry every day. And I think even the people who've been in the industry for 20 years, they learn so much about it every day because it's just been illegal for so long. Yeah, also, I mean, it's, it's ever evolving too. Yeah, no, it definitely is with the different strains, different genetics. I mean, the wild thing is, is this all started from like maybe like five, six, ten different strains, something yeah, like that. And now we have like 500. So it's wild, the breeding that goes into it. Hopefully one day Southern Crop will be breeding its own strains, hopefully, down the road. I would like to see that happen. Well, the cool thing about us here is we've built the foundation to create, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's from, from the 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 tenureship, the knowledge, even the the equipment. We have built the foundation, whether it's present or future, to create. And it's a cool thing. And that's a it's a viable option for us. May not be in the first year, but no, it's, definitely, no. it's definitely something we can throw in the pipeline. Yeah. No, I definitely think it'd be something for us to look at. Um there's some there's some growers right now that are doing some really cool breeding. I think we touched on that earlier. And that that's something that I definitely want to explore down the road. Um, I think I think I mean, but that's all I can really think of to talk about on this round. Something I want to end this real quick with, as we are in this industry and as we are uh, playing our medical court. What is our preferred preference of consumption? Oh well, I mean, I love. I will either take a bong rip about fifteen minutes from now. Um or uh it's clockwork. You know, I, I, get, I, get, I get off <laughs> I get off at four thirty now, five o'clock. they shut down operations here. So not on the clock, but after work. <laughs> Either a bull, a bong rip, um, or we'll, me and my brother will roll a joint and split that. He's also a medical card holder, just for the camera. But one, of the, I think either smoking a joint or taking a bong rip. I mean, that's the that's the way. I mean, I can get into concentrates and all that, but really, when it comes down to what I do on a daily basis, bowl rip or joint. Um, typically gummies. I do like the idea of not inhaling anything. It's not the best for your lungs. But there's something about I have four kids, and there's something about sneaking out to the back porch and lighting a pre-roll and using it. That just makes me feel so happy at the end of the day. So that's been my choice recently. <laughs> any favorite Any favorite strains? Mm, anything that's an indica, really. I typically use it for sleep yeah. and anxiety. I'm with you, too. So, so anything that's an indica is usually good for me. Well, there's some really, really... The indica side, I've been a big fan of this one strain called Motor Breath that's been going around. Yeah. Some really, really no. popular um pineapple express on the sativa side is definitely and i know that's cliche i mean i know whoever's watching this oh pineapple express blah blah smoke it and tell me differently we also have a great one called d's lemons that has a yeah. excellent terpene profile heavy limiting content that just really comes out in it when you smoke it and i've been really impressed by that our D's Lemon has been fantastic. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll plug our own product, but um, it has been a fantastic product at the end of the day. Um, then there's some good sour diesels out there. I think what I'm what am I smoking right now? Oh, there's this little dispensary up in Tupelo that has a grow in the back of them. If you're ever in Tupelo, Mississippi, and you're a card holder, 
go by this dispensary on Old Belden Drive. I'm not going to name names without permission. I'm about to say, but, we have to bleep this out until yeah, we get permission. Yeah, until we get permission from them to use their name. But if you go on Old Belden Drive, I promise you'll find them. They <laughs> have a grow in the back. They're on 16 acres. They have a grow in the back, and they're doing some phenomenal work. They got some grows out of Colorado. A man from Mississippi's running the show. They're doing some phenomenal work. They just released a Georgia peach indicas, 29%. Do not be away from your house when you smoke this. <laughs> Make sure to smoke it, it and either sit on the couch or go ahead and get in bed because you're going to fall asleep on one or the other. That's my go-to at night. At night, I'm indica. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's a really good indica that I've been enjoying, to say the least. I, uh, I enjoy smoking. But I recently have been enjoying rolling my own joints. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I've been rolling joints for a long time. I so can't roll the same I can roll. Free rolls are my favorite that are already it's, rolled. It's, it's it is therapeutic for me. Um, I used to just one hundred quitter in my dugout and maybe pack a bowl, but recently I've been just rolling my mini joints and then hitting that at night, right, like right around eight o'clock, nine o'clock. That way I could watch it some TV they go straight to bed but I've also been uh, dabbling in some sativas on the weekends because that's when I have free time to be a little bit more active but also be more creative yeah me. yeah and I've been really enjoying rolling a, a spliff and just sitting on that for a few hours. When you say split, are you putting a little tobacco in there too? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I can get about that. Yeah, buddy. Um, no medicinal properties there. No, but, but definitely a little bit of fun. <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I roll my own because my brother is always trying to tell me he can roll better than I can. So, always like, well, he's probably can roll a little bit better than me. <laughs> Thing that covers it. I mean, I, I look forward to following this up. Hopefully, we'll get some permission from some of these guys so we can tell the audience who we're talking about. You know Motor Breath, and you know Old Building Drive, and you already know who I'm talking about. Um, well, thank you all for coming and tuning in on the Stay Fly podcast. We always appreciate it, and until next time. Stay Fly. Stay fly.